Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our buddy Scott Lauber uh, writes about baseball in the Philadelphia Phillies. He's been doing it for a long, long time. He's one of the best at what he does for the Inquirer. And he joins us on uh, this uh, Saturday night. Scott, first of all, it's uh, uh, hopefully been a, you know, as difficult as it is this holiday season uh, with the lack of, uh, you know, the gatherings that we're all used to, but hopefully with you and, uh, and your family and friends, it's, uh, it's been okay. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. It's, uh, everyone's, you know, kind of making the best of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're celebrating holidays and, uh, and stuff like that over zoom nowadays, which, um, which is a whole lot different, but, uh, we're, we're lucky that we're, we have the ability to do that. And so you can sort of spend, kind of a virtual holiday with with family and and friends and uh had a zoom chat the other night with a bunch of friends of mine who were spread out in different places and um so yeah it's um it's brand new and we're all kind of figuring it out as we go but um you know i think i think everyone's kind of making the best of of um you know of uh, of of the situation all right, let's get to what Bob Nightingale uh, first reported yesterday, which, I, I, in my opinion, is a much better idea than the all-Arizona concept. Uh, and like I said, I just want baseball. And maybe it's from a selfish point of view of mine because it's what I do for for a living. Uh, but I miss the game. I miss the sport. I miss the players. I, you know, I miss everything about our, our favorite sport. Uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, I want to talk to Joe Girardi again. I want to see Didi Gregorius again here in Clearwater. They're gonna, you know, gonna have to crank up regardless of where they play. They're gonna have to get in some uh, some extra spring training. But what do you think of the Florida Arizona plan? Uh, basically, you know, the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League. You know, playing on different coasts and then getting together later on to decide a champion. Yeah, I think first of all. Um... You know, my understanding is that with any of these plans that have been reported, um, you got to understand, I think, where MLB is at in terms of its planning. I mean, these are – I've called them brainstorms. Um, that's what they are. I mean, it's – we're sitting here with no sports, and, you know, it's incumbent upon the commissioner's office the owners, the players, to be having these conversations about how they could restart the season um, at some point. And, and that's one thing that they all share, is they share a desire to, to play at some point this year. The idea of no season is still very much a doomsday scenario for, for 
MLB, um, they would still like to get a season in. Um, and so it's their job, right, to sort of sit around on these days where there are no games played to kind of think about how they could do this logistically uh, from a public health standpoint, from the health of their players' standpoint. Um, how could they make it happen? That said, I don't think any of these ideas, whether it's the all-Arizona plan or the Florida-Arizona plan or anything else that I'm sure will surface in the next week, 10 days, that they might be kicking around, none of this is anywhere near like um, uh, like ha- actually happening. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are concepts right yeah, now. Yeah, they're still conceptual. They're still conceptual in nature. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no mechanism in place to actually start making any of this happen. Um, I read somewhere today, uh, and I think this is a good way of putting it, at least based on what I've heard, um, that they're kind of even – they're not even in the first inning on any of this yet. They're very much just still in the pregame interview stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, this is you and I, like, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon before a 7 o'clock game – you know, walking around the clubhouse. Yeah, this is this is this is it's, this it's, is the pitchers' meeting, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. so so all of these things are are you know are being discussed, but they're nowhere near implementation. And and I kind of agree with you. I, I think that the, the Florida Arizona plan of the two is the one that makes a little bit more sense to me. It sounds a little less, you know, like a biosphere. Um, Arizona, I mean, they're sort of putting everyone – the idea would be to kind of put everyone in this in this bubble, and there are so many issues with that, from, um, from asking players to spend time four months away from their families. Um, you know, Garrett Cole's wife is pregnant. Uh, yeah. Zach Wheeler's wife is, is expecting in July. So what are these guys supposed to do, like miss the birth of their child or – if they do attend to the birth of their child, do they not get to come back or do they have to be quarantined before they come back? I mean, these are basic things that uh, players have to deal with in everyday life away from the game that would seem to have to be either put on hold or ignored in some way. And I don't, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of players to agree to do that. Um, many of them don't want to leave their families behind in the middle of a public health, public health crisis. And, Having a family myself, I understand that. Um, you know, if you told me you got to go to Arizona and cover baseball for four months and not see your family and essentially move there, I mean, I, you'd have to say, well, you know, can I really do this? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a lot of and 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 then you know, an even bigger issue in all of this to me is, you know, the availability of testing. You know, because players would need to be tested on a fairly regular basis, and we don't have enough tests in this country for people who do need them. Uh, we're going to put tests aside so that Major League Baseball players can get tested. So, you know, I just think that right now we're a long, long, long way away from baseball in any shape or form. But I am glad, um, you know, as somebody who covers baseball and is at heart a baseball fan, I am glad that the commissioner's office is kicking these ideas around because if it should happen that – we reach an apex and we flatten the curve and we, uh, we, we get into a scenario where uh, baseball can come back and play, even if it's in front of no fans, you certainly don't want them to sit around and go, oh, no, now we have to come up with an idea for how to do this. So at least they're kicking it around. At least they're thinking about it and they're keeping their options open. 
But, you know, if you had to say right now whether or not there's going to be a season, I mean, every day that goes by, uh, you become a little bit more pessimistic about it. I hope I'm wrong about that, but, um, you know, that's sort of where we are. Yeah, and I, I hope you're wrong about that too. Now, assuming, let's say for sake of argument or sake of, of this conversation anyway, that the Florida-Arizona plan is the one that gets implemented. Now you've got a division, speaking of the Phillies, You've got a division where it's the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. Now, I, from my from my understanding, you know, two of the it, it, to to move on in the so-called postseason, you would probably have uh, two teams out of each division with a couple of uh, teams with a bye, best records. But in that setup right there. You know, obviously the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken, would have been the overall, along with the Dodgers, would have been the overall favorites mm-hmm. in all of baseball. It's either Yankees, Dodgers, Dodgers, Yankees. It all depends on what, you know, what metric you were looking at. But I think if the Phillies were to end up in that situation, uh, of those five teams, really only the Yankees on paper would be considered better than the Phils. I, I, I think that... Uh, in, a, in whatever way you want to describe it, it's still, it would be an official season on record. I think the Phils would have a shot there to finish, if not first, finish second, uh, and, and move on and get into some postseason baseball. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know, I think you would, you would trade, you know, you would trade um, the NL East for that, that, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, Grapefruit League North Division. Um, yeah, the Hillsborough you know, uh, County, the Hillsbury, Hillsborough Pinellas Division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, look, the Pirates are uh, not very good. No, uh, they're gonna, you know, they they were gonna lose, they were gonna lose a hundred games probably this year in a full season, and and um, and, and the Tigers the same. I mean, um, I saw the Tigers in spring training. They're Terrible. not a good team, no. and they're far from being one. So. You know, right there, you've got two of the worst teams in baseball in your division. The Blue Jays are dangerous because they're young and they have talent, but I don't think they're there yet. You know, I think that the Blue Jays were probably a solid year away from being, um, uh, you know, from being considered, you know, kind of a, you know, having an outside chance at making the postseason. I, th- I think they're still a year away from that in their rebuild. So they obviously have Guerrero and Bichette and BGO and, some young pitching and uh, well, they signed Ryu in the off season. So you know that that's, players. But, that's uh, interesting, Scott. Now, you know, as you list those players, as you go off and list those players, it's better team right? than you thought, right? It, it's it's a better team that 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 I thought. Number one, and and it begs the question: Are the Blue Jays better than the Phillies, or vice versa? I don't think so. Not yet. Um, okay. All right. You know, I look. You know the. What you would have to account for in a season like this is not just the realigned divisions, but also, you know, they can play as many doubleheaders as they want, but if they're not going to start until June or July, they're not going to play 162 games. And so in a, in a shortened season, weird things can happen. Right. And, if you and you, you, really month, need, you really need depth. You really need depth. That, that's very important um, because pitchers won't be stretched out and teams are going to carry expanded rosters. It's, you're almost going to be – a twenty-five, a twenty-six-man roster plus a taxi squad. Um, so depth will matter, and the Phillies, I, I, in my opinion, 
especially in the pitching department, are challenged that way. They yes. don't have a whole lot of depth. True. Um, but also, if you have a bad month or even a bad three weeks, it's going to hurt you a whole lot more than it would hurt you in a full season. And so you're going to have teams that um, in a shortened season, whether it's 80 games or 100 games, you're going to have teams that on paper uh, did not look like playoff teams at the start of the year that rise up and wind up making the postseason because they didn't fall into a prolonged slump or they didn't uh, go on a long losing streak. And yeah. Or they got off to a hot start and, or you know, off, main, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, every year at the all-star break, there's, there, there are a few teams that are in playoff position that you didn't expect to be there. And if the whole season is 80 games, then you're going to have some of those teams that sneak into the playoffs. So it's going to be, it, it would be a weird year, no matter what. And, why not get really weird and realign the divisions and try some other things? I mean, we've talked about, you know, put a runner on second base in the 10th inning. Might as well mm-hmm. try it now uh, and, yeah. and see what happens. It's going to be a weird year anyway. Um, so whatever else you might want to do, why not try it? Try it now because if it works, great. If it doesn't, you scrap it next year when you go back to normal. So this is the time for experimentation in baseball if they, if they can have a season and I'd like to see as much of that as possible. I asked the fans tonight, I want to get your take. I asked fans, number one, if, if, when the all-clear is given, if they'll be back to the ballpark, back to the arenas without giving it a second thought. Remember, we're a year and a half away from a vaccine, okay? Right. Will fans, in your opinion, go back automatically to the ballparks? If they do, will their behavior change? high-fiving, you know, Bryce Harper hits a walk-off, you hug that fan next to you, high-five the guy in the row in front of you. Will fan behavior change, and how will that, if the the distancing, how will that affect, quote-unquote, home field advantage for teams? You know, those two angles I think are fascinating, you know, right off the top. Uh, You know, when fans get back, I don't know, because it's unprecedented other than the one game in Baltimore, I don't know what team, how teams will react uh, with no fans in, in the audience, but it, it's fascinating to analyze when fans are allowed to come back, you know, number one, how they're going to behave in stadium, and number two, how will that affect the game? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, I think all we have to go on are some, some experiences in our recent past. I mean, 9-11 um, – Baseball was gone for a week, and, and fans came back. I was living and working in Boston in 2013 after the marathon bombings, and Fenway was packed the day after the, the manhunt. That we had that shelter in place and the yep. manhunt for the bombers. I remember, and, remember that. Um, yeah. Fenway, was, that was the, the famous David Ortiz speech, you know, this mm-hmm. is our bleeping oh. city and whatnot. Right. And, um, you know, the ballpark was full. And so you're inclined to say, sure, um, they, they'll come back. And then – the more you think about it and the more you talk to you know, friends and, and people you know who are fans who attend games regularly, the more you realize this is not like, like that. Um, no. th- this is different. This is a public health crisis, and in the absence of a vaccine, I do think a lot of people are going to stay away. Um, Seton Hall put out that poll the other day where you know, they, they – um, I don't know if you saw it – where they, they spoke to 800, almost 800 uh, people across the country – um, uh, in a phone poll, and 72% said they wouldn't go to a sporting event 
until there was a vaccine. And of those, 61% identified themselves as hardcore sports fans. And so, you know, I don't know if 800 people um, is enough is, of a yeah. sample to draw a conclusion, but it is a sample. And it was overwhelming that people said they'd stay away. And the more I think about it, the more I think that's, you know, the more I hear from people, I get emails from folks, um, you know, that seems to be a more common opinion is that they don't want to go back until they know for sure it's safe because they don't know if the person next to them uh, is a carrier or has tested positive or has had it already or not had it or or whatever. Or is, yeah, asymptomatic, um, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just there. there are so many unknowns here that until there is either – widespread testing where we can identify who has immunity and who has antibodies and who's had it, who, who's, you know, and either that or just a vaccine. I don't know. I don't know if people are really going to take that chance and, uh, and go to games. How is this whole thing affecting the release of your book? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not too much. It, uh, due out in two weeks, April 21st. And all I'm hearing is that, um, uh, it's and it's been the case with a lot of new releases is that uh, there's there's delays on delivery through Amazon and stuff right. like that because they're obviously um, delivering uh, essential supplies and things like that to people who need them. So I think a lot of books and uh, other non-essential items have been delayed a little right. bit, but they assure people that you'll get them. So if you order it and and you know you don't get it by the 21st, I, I guess they. Um, they let you know that, and they let you know. Well, the tell quickly in our so, in our last ten seconds here the name of the book, obviously, and where they can get it. The Big Fifty, Philadelphia Phillies, and uh, it's a uh, it's fifty essays on the men and the men and the moments that made the franchise what it is, and it's available for pre order Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you get your books, and available everywhere uh, on April twenty first. Stay safe, stay healthy, my friend, and we'll talk soon. You too. Thanks, Ricky. Scott Lauber of The Inquirer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.